welcome to the show. Daver here. What up? This guy's Chad. And Chandler is back as well. How are we doing tonight, boys? Solid. How are you doing? I'm good, Chandler. Couldn't be better. Had another episode of Dynamite. Let's get to it. What are we expecting, Dave? Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to answer a couple questions here. Uh, Let's see who the winners were for the Continental Classic. uh, How that unfolded tonight. Uh, We're going to maybe find out who could be in the Devil Dumpling Gang. Those darn rascals who are after MJF. Um, And can Adam Copeland beat Christian Cage and win that TNT title? Yeah, let's find out on the show. Okay. Uh, Dynamite, December 6th, 2023. Uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, I think of you, Chad, every time they go to Canada. (laughs) And they're going to be hitting them up in March for a little Canadian tour, it looked like, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like, like, uh, like Kyle that. O'Reilly might be back for that uh, for that leg of the tour too. He's thinking uh, he's uh, advertising possibly the uh, Canadian leg, so got that to look forward to. Is he Canadian? I don't know. I think he was. That was just kind of his milestone. Like uh, he was at. I don't think he's Canadian. Okay. But then again, I don't know every single Canadian. Just most of them. I thought you guys yeah, studied right. that in school. Like, ah, here's the yellow book. Remember all these names and numbers. Yeah, eh? What's that all about? Absolutely. First match of the night. Uh, we had John Moxley versus Roosh. Um, Moxley going into it with six points and Roosh with three. We got, uh, I just got to say, Roosh looks like a million bucks and Roosh looks like a main eventer. Uh, brutal, powerful, violent. Uh, yeah, I was actually very uh, excited to watch this match as soon as I heard about it coming up. Um, their styles were perfectly complemented in the ring. Hard hitting, uh, no backing down. Yeah, definitely loved it. Uh, yeah, Moxley uh, landed pretty awkward on his uh, arm or shoulder at one point. Uh, again, they got me. I don't know if that was part of it or planned or they had me worried. Like, oh, oh crap. Like, here we go. Um, but yeah, they uh, fought in the crowd. The crowd was super hot, by the way, in Montreal. Uh, they were definitely into it. I think that was their debut in Montreal. Yes, uh, it pretty was. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Rouge hit Moxley with a beer in the crowd. I thought that was kind of a dick move with his uh, rehab and all. Uh yeah, that probably yeah, no, that uh, Canadian didn't... beers are strong, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Roosh did his uh, patented uh, faking the corner kick just to uh, kick Mox right in the face. 
uh, super disrespectful. Uh, then he does his pose in the middle of the ring. Uh, Moxley flipped him off. Roosh slams Mox into the barricade. Uh, Mox's heels take the brunt of it. That didn't look like it felt great. Um, Roosh ended up uh, hurting his leg from a trapped arm DDT by Moxley. Roosh gives Moxley a pile driver. And a little later on, we get a really loud chop to uh, Moxley in the corner. Then we get a superplex to John Moxley. Really like that. Uh, Taz called it a uh, super duperplex from the tippy top rope here. <laughs> <laughs> he seems in a particularly uh, good mood. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, uh, Tony Schiavone uh, really made me pop, too, and you probably know what I'm talking about, we'll, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah, he called it the uh, super duper plex and the tippy top here. Roosh, Roosh dives on to Moxley on the outside, or rather, Moxley dives on Roosh on the outside. <laughs> like, you got a friend there. They're trying to help. I do, I do. Yeah, good boy, Thorn. This is Thorn. Yeah, I know you're a good boy. Um, and let's see, both men could uh we're down on the mat, they could barely beat the 10 count. Uh, we get a big elbow to John Moxley. Uh, Moxley goes down from a discus elbow from Roosh, and uh, kind of had me worried there with all the concussion shenanigans going on. Uh, I Noticed Paul Turner, the ref, checking on Moxley. I thought that was great. Uh, I'm sure they really polished their concussion protocols. Um, I hope I hope they did at least. Um, we get bull's horns. Uh, well, almost bull's horns to Moxley, but Moxley gets up. Uh, Rosh, uh, Roosh goes for bull's horns again. But we get a King Kong Lariat, then the Death Rider for a two count. Moxley gets Roosh in a Bulldog Choke and uh, makes Roosh pass out. Uh, that'd probably be the only way to get Roosh uh, beat. They uh, they played that right. Uh, we got Moxley with nine points. Um, gosh, yeah, what a match. I'm... Again, this whole tournament has been uh, right up my alley. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about it, Chandler? Uh, I think I just had a little too high expectations for this match, especially because of either last week or the week prior with Roosh and Briscoe, where they just started immediately killing each other. And I felt like this match was just a bit more slower than that. Uh, but it was still pretty dang good. I liked a lot of the ending where it was exactly the same uh, pin as last week or the same finish as last week where he goes for the Death Valley driver, gets a kick out. All right, I'm just going to put you immediately in the choke and make you tap out. That's a really good way to end these matches. Uh, and I also really liked how, what else was it? Um, oh, Roosh, right as soon as he passed out and the bell rang, he kind of like stirred and was like, oh, crap, like what? So 
that really protected Roosh in that, where he was such a strong force that he couldn't pass out, even though he did, but he was right back at it, you know, kind of like Hogan back in the days. So that was pretty nice. But other than that, this match wasn't really for me. What did you think, Chad? Yeah, I thought it was good, but uh, Mox and Roosh had a match further back. I thought that match was definitely a little better. Uh, this one definitely didn't quite live up to that hype. Uh, but yet again, I think Mox is probably trying not to bleed so much now because uh, Tony Khan's kind of new list of rules. Because, uh, yeah, that was funny. And my, my, my first thing, like before the match even started, I wrote, will Mox bleed? He did not. Uh, but yeah, I thought Roosh still looked incredibly strong, even in defeat. Like you said, he kind of briefly passed out, but then jumped up like he was ready to go. Uh, him disrespecting Moxley in the, during the first bits of that match was hilarious. Uh, yeah, all in all, it was, it was good, not great. And, uh, I kind of thought it would be better, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, how about you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh. Really good. Yeah, good, not great. Uh, the match they had before was a little better. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, It was good. I liked it. Um, yeah. After that, we've got a video package with uh, Jay White and Jay Lethal. Uh, they've got history back in Ring of Honor. I thought that was kind of cool to uh, see that. Um, Jay Lethal needs this victory. And let's see. Uh, Jay White is one in one for the Continental Classic so far. So, yeah, looking forward to that match coming up. After that, we get Renee Paquette with Roderick Strong in the Kingdom. Um, he, uh, says MJF is going to put his dagger in the heart of my best friend by proxy Samoa Joe. Um, I will live with the consequences of my actions until now. Roderick Strong stands up. They roll the wheelchair off the stage. Uh, Roderick says this wheelchair has held me back for far too long far too long and then he throws the mic on the floor um, yeah I like it uh, looks like he's going to be a little more active now <laughs> uh, yeah I like the whole weird wheelchair thing but uh yeah, maybe he'll be uh, pick that violence up a little bit a notch or two. Uh, yeah, how do you gentlemen feel? It was a miracle. He stood up. I uh, thought this was better than the bloodline, honestly. So I, <laughs> I, cinema. I, I'm kind of kidding <laughs> there. I was horrendously entertained by it, but it wasn't like. I don't know. I kind of get the point where people are saying Rowdy's not the best on the mic, like. You do a backstage promo where it's heavily contained and just silly. It's fine. But this, it was like, 
he was just like, oh, I'm suffering from my own consequences. No more will I suffer from them. And he just was like, get up. So, and like the story of Roderick Strong, it's really entertaining because he's an idiot. And now he's like, oh, I don't have to be in this anymore. But like, you really got to suspend your disbelief pretty hard for this. But I'm still enjoying it. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Uh, uh, I kind of want to fast forward to the point where they start doing some more serious wrestling because Roddy and the Kingdom are all fantastic wrestlers. Uh, really, other than the Chris Jericho match, you haven't really seen a lot from them. Uh, some squash matches and stuff. So I'm yeah, sure they're uh, on Ring of Honor and Rampage all the time. Oh well, so I haven't seen much, seen them work much, but uh, I really want to. Uh, maybe when they get revealed to be part of the Devil Dumpling Gang, maybe we'll get to see some action. Spoilers. Stay we're tuned not, for more. We're uh, not there yet. Oh man, I am the worst. Uh, yeah, no, like like I said, in spurts, this is funny, but I, I feel like it's kind of overstaying its welcomes, and uh, I just kind of want to fast forward to the bits where they uh, get into the ring and you get to see them actually whoop some ass because they're all really good. Hey, I think that'll happen next week. I hope so. Uh, Dave, do you have any thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, now that you kind of bring it up, it, it is kind of not getting old but yeah i mean i feel like they kind of evolved it a bit no more wheelchair now so they, they might be kicking it into another gear now so yeah looking forward to it i i never knew anything about him from nxt but i'm a fan now so i'll be rooting for roderick strong no matter what um yeah after that we get renee paquette uh in front of mjf's locker room door adam page walks up and uh he's like oh am i in the shot uh while he's there he uh says to swerve uh you beat me in a texas death match on pay-per-view we're bound by something bigger than either of us this is not over I know what you want more than anything uh, from this life. I will make sure you never have it. Um, then MJF pops out out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> says, howdy, Seabiscuit. <laughs> uh, makes fun of uh, the death match and uh, couldn't tell... Uh, who was going to get more STDs. Um, they argue about the first double or nothing and their match for the dynamite diamond ring. Um, MJF or uh, Adam page makes a joke about MJF going to be a cat person in the future. Um, MJF accuses Adam page of being the devil. Um that really, you know, not in a lot of people's minds. Uh, Got to be a red herring, right? Yeah, uh, I, I have some theories. 
probably i think for me at least it's kind of nice to have another name in the mix that we weren't really saying like nobody was guessing hangman page and now it's like well they have said hangman page and the devil that is a chance that he is the devil so it's nice that i don't have to just be like oh it's jack perry now it's like oh it might be hangman maybe maybe yeah from a storytelling perspective i have an idea which is they're gonna fold out a page and uh like this is like the beginnings a part of their rivalry and then uh adam page is going to be the uh the avenue in which swerve strickland gets into the main event picture yeah mjf and adam page will start going at it then swerve will somehow insert himself into it and maybe that's the avenue in which uh, Swerve may possibly takes the belt on him uh, further down the line. It's kind of my like long-term yeah. storytelling idea. I could easily see a world where Swerve goes, hey, didn't they just beat you twice in a row at two pay-per-views? Like, why are you getting a world title shot before me? So Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. My, my little, uh, my little uh, reckless speculation for the week. It could be a triple threat. Oof, oof. That'd be fantastic. Have Swerve pin Page again. That'd be pretty spicy. For the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you protect MJF. You protect that Swerve and MJF solo match. And then new champ. I still stand by personally uh, Joe beats Max at World's End. Because supposedly Max is still shoe injured. So we shouldn't have a, a shoe injured guy as champ. Uh, and then Swerve beats Joe in like a month or at Revolution because I don't know. I want Joe to have the title. I don't need him to have it for that long. Cool. Um, so yeah, after MJF accuses Adam Page of being the devil, um, they get heated and they get in each other's face. Uh, Samoa Joe steps in and says, he's my responsibility now. Uh, he says to MJF, we got other issues tonight and they don't involve him. So yeah, he's MJF's keeper. He's got to keep him healthy for the big title match at world's end. Um, I kind of like that dynamic that he has with MJF right now. Um, uh, I don't think I would have really thought about that roundabout way to get there, but I like it. So uh, yeah, I love their little one-upsmanship there. Oh, you remember when I did this? You remember when I did that? I thought that was really well done. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, they do have pretty big history uh, with the beginnings of the company. So, yeah, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal um, and the Battle Royal for the uh, AEW title shot, right? two different events so yeah that was pretty cool um yeah like the first part of the hangman promo love it he is on point right now on fire with his poetic words <laughs> they have meaning yeah loving it and then anything mjf says is basically you know <laughs> sounds great um so yeah after that we've got another continental classic gold league match um fire match gosh 
Mark Briscoe coming into it. No points against Swerve Strickland, who has six points. Um, we hit Tony Schiavone saying uh, there's a lot of great competition in WCW. Oh, he said it. He <laughs> yeah. said the word. It took him four years, but he finally got there. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jim's only said WWE like 12 times, so uh, no big deal. I uh, I popped. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then I could have swore Taz said uh, uh, a 40-year Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone uh, gets a couple, right? I mean, we still forget yeah, Jim yeah. Ross, like you just said. So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. I love to hear that name. Uh, we get Mark Briscoe doing his beautiful uh, drop uh, drop kick through the ropes, where he just kind of shoots back in the ring. Um, they exchange chops on the apron. Swerve suplexes Mark Briscoe over the barricade onto the floor from inside the crowd. Um, we get a beautiful fisherman's buster to Swerve for a two count. Swerve uh, later on deadlift German suplexes Mark Briscoe. Uh, yeah, very even match. I really love uh, how they're pushing Mark Briscoe to highlight his ability right now. Um, Mark Briscoe hit a big clothesline for a two count. Uh, Briscoe tried but couldn't hit the J-Driller, kind of the uh, the motif of the whole tournament for him. Um, he'll hit it, right? <laughs> he'll probably uh, hit it when he gets to Jay Lethal because it seems like the story they're telling with the both of them is... Spoiler for the other match with Jay Lethal, but they're both going in with no points and they both can't win a match. And so it's going to be, well, who can end up winning a match and getting some points? Because it's not just this Continental Classic. I think they said it in this match where it's also next year's Continental Classic where you want to look good enough to still be, you know, thought of or entertained yeah. to be back in it. So, you know, they're like, oh, we need one more person, Mark Briscoe or Jay Lethal. Briscoe won last round. He actually got a couple points. Lethal didn't. So, that at least on commentary, they're still selling it. I wish they had done it a little bit differently, but I'm I'm still into this. But continue, Dave. Uh, yeah, we get uh the house call to Mark Briscoe, followed by a 450 splash, only for Mark Briscoe to put up his knees. Uh, he rolls up Swerve for two. Briscoe goes for a froggy bow, but Swerve puts up his knees and tries to roll up Briscoe for a two. I like that little exchange. Uh, the crowd was super hot. We got some this is awesome chance. Uh, Mark Briscoe goes for a J driller on the apron, but Swerve reverses into a Death Valley driver on the apron. Uh, Swerve, we get a swerve stomp for the win. Uh, yeah, damn, what a match. Uh, I definitely like this match more than the Moxley Roosh match for sure. Now that I'm kind of going through everything, um, yeah, gosh, I uh, 
I, uh, again, I'm glad they're pushing Mark Briscoe. Uh, it took, unfortunately, his brother to pass away to get him signed to AEW. But now that he's there, they're investing in him, which they should have done. So, yeah. What do you think about it, Chad? Oh, I loved it. Uh, all week, this is the this is the uh, match I've been looking forward to. I was actually a little surprised it wasn't the main event that I was like, oh, yeah, there's like two title matches, too. Uh that I like completely forgot about because this is sort of what I was focusing on. Uh, I love how um, similar to like a new Japan match, which is kind of fitting because this is, you know, kind of like their version of the G1 uh, where it, like the beginning of the match was kind of slow, methodical. Uh, it was really setting up the story. Then by the end, those last few minutes was just bang, 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 bang. Like it was awesome. Uh, you know, it was, it just built to that crescendo that you had those two high spots that both ended in the D's and, oh yeah, it was all in all, uh, for me, I think it was the best match of the night. Um, uh, yeah, great in-ring storytelling, uh, great finish. I really wanted Briscoe to win. My heart broke a little when he didn't, but, uh, I get why. I mean, just swerves in you know career form right now there's just probably nobody in the industry right now is hot is as hot as that guy um but yeah that's uh that was kind of my take on it how about you chandler yeah of course uh match of swerve and briscoe i loved it uh just not even a negative just like a question i have to you i had something different in my uh notes for this and i was just wondering if you guys had it or like, because you guys said he won with the stomp, and like every other podcast I've heard today said he won with the stomp, but I could have sworn Swerve went for the stomp, and Briscoe was able to roll him up, and then Swerve rolled him up with the crucifix and won with that. Which I know that's yeah, basically- that's what I thought too. Was yeah, he yeah off the he got his knees up to the froggy bow, and he sort of returned the favor because mm-hmm. Briscoe tried to roll him up after he got his knees up after the four fifty. I thought it was like the symmetry thing. So yeah, I. It doesn't matter to the match, obviously, but that's just what I thought happened. But anyways, I this was a great match. There's a lot of like funny little moments in it where uh, Briscoe got sent like over the barricade, and I think he was trying to like high five some fans. And there was like this old couple in the middle, like front row, and they were just like, oh, "Please don't!" Like we're not interested in this. He's like, "Ah!" So of course, <laughs> just watching Briscoe terrorize those old people was hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, just a like a really fun match. Uh, this was probably, no, this was not my match of the night, but it was very good. Very well put together. And also like you, my heart breaks for Briscoe. Cause I wanted him to get like a draw or a win or as much as I love swerve swerve is going to go far in this tournament. Swerve is going to go far in his career. I hate to say it. I almost feel like this. It's not, but it feels like this tournament is a stepping stone or like, a little too below Swerve right now, but regardless, I get to see Swerve wrestle once a week, so that's not a bad thing. Yeah, next week, Mox Swerve. Ah, ah, I don't even want to think about that. Winner is coming. Did you hear the Von Eriks are going to be there? Is Christian? (laughs) Can he? Will he? He doesn't even got to say anything. He's just got to like, play his music, he stands up on the ramp and he just looks at them and they're like, no, 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 no. He just, it's all I need. <laughs> Christian Cage? Well, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some there, real good dead dad jokes there. 
Oh gosh, that I all right. That went over my head at first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. you could give up the claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Whew. Anyway, uh, after that we get Renee Paquette with Mariah May. Uh, she says Tony Khan watched all of her work in Stardom. Uh, he loves Japanese wrestling. He's not an idiot. Uh, let's see. Renee wants to know about her debut and who her first opponent will be. Mariah May won't tell her. She, she said it's Tony Storm's night. Uh, so it's totally going to be Tony Storm, right? <laughs> yeah. As her first opponent, uh, I heard a rumor that it's like Mariah May is setting up all these opponents and stuff for her, and she's behind the scenes planning it all. I'll wait and see. Ooh. Because apparently, you know, we have the Tony Storm match that happens, and then uh, Tony Storm wins, and immediately Mariah May disappears. Wouldn't you expect her to give her idol some fanfare? Hmm. Ah. So she did she sneak uh, Rio on her? Whoa! Whoa, whoa no spoilers. spoilers again. I am so bad at my job. <laughs> Might as well oh, start man. saying the f word. This podcast is over. <laughs> we can't recover. Oh, going down the, going down the crapper. <laughs> it's um, all Renee's fault. Oh uh, shit! Anyway, uh, after that we get uh, well what we thought was going to be Samoa Joe and MJF versus the devil dumpling gang. Uh, Joe gets to the ring. The uh, devil strobe lights come on. He's surrounded by dumplings and the lights go out. All the dumplings are gone and the devil shows up on the big screen. The Green cuts out and it shows MJF on the ground unconscious with a broken bottle and the triple B on the ground. No match tonight. Um, yeah, I'm definitely seeing uh, Matt Taven as one of the like the body shape of a dumpling. And Wardlow's definitely one of the dumplings. He's the big one. Uh, well, he uh, I mean, he he tweeted out uh, earlier on Wednesday before the show came out about like, oh, Dynamite tonight, I'm going to be there. And then guess who wasn't on Dynamite? At least we didn't see him by name on Dynamite. So. Ooh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I would imagine... Mike Bennett would be one of them too. Uh, but yeah, there were there were four at least, right? There's gotta be one more. Who are we missing? Uh, uh it's either Roderick Strong and you know he's just in on it, or it's Luke or uh, fuck what's Jungle Boy. That silly goober, it's Jungle Boy, and they're like playing uh Roderick Strong for a fiddle. Like they're playing him like a dummy. I think they're doing that. I don't think he's in on it. None of them looked like Roderick Strong to me, body shape. So, Sean Jungle Spears, Boy, uh, pretty, uh, he's pretty generic too. So, yeah, 
true. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Like now that it can't be CM Punk, <laughs> who could it be? I don't know. I down in my notes, the only way I'm going to be satisfied by the ending of all this now is if it ends up being Dalton Castle and the boys and some more boys. It's just two more boys. <laughs> One of them's really big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I this I'm, I'm kind of cool just that. I'm kind of just cynical on this now. Not that I think it'll be bad, but I'm like, oh, I think the devil's Jack Perry, and I think the the Devil Dumpling Gang are gonna be. You know, like Sammy Guevara, Sammy or uh, Kyle O'Reilly, which none of those are bad names, but it's like, I want someone new. I want someone fresh. Like, only reason I care about the hangman stuff is because I didn't expect it or I wasn't thinking it. Or it's like, oh, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting twist. That's someone changing, but. Yeah, pull off the mask and it's like Tatanka or something. What if it's like Kenny Omega and he's like, "Yeah, I'm sick of this tag team with Chris Jericho. I want to, I want to kill you. I want the title. I, do, I beat the Don Callis family. This is how I'm back." And it's the Young Bucks and it's heel elite. I think dope. I like. I want that. I want that the most. I don't know. Just an <laughs> idea. All heel elite. Well, then let's say that it's the Young Bucks, right? And it's Kenny Omega and it's the elite. Wouldn't you be fine if Wardlow was a pawn for the elite more the so than the Devil Dumpling gang? Like I could stomach that a bit better because it's Oh yeah, if I was gonna chain my something to the wagon or whatever that old saying is, you would go after the the VPs of the company, the guy who's like built it all. Like, yeah, yeah, the elite is the way to shoot yourself to the moon. Yeah, that would make sense. I think, you know what, I would say if this was revealed to be the elite and they're like, yeah, we're just going to come after Maxwell because we can, because we're the EVPs, like lean into their real life sort of roles, that could be interesting. I don't believe that. I'm just kind of coming up. No. I think that's I think that's the first idea I've said that I actually am like, oh, I actually I'm, would. That's actually be now become my favorite thing. I hadn't actually that hadn't actually occurred to me, but now it's like. Oh yeah, they kind of faded into the background at all of this. They've like their little temper tantrums aside, but they it's actually kind of plausible too. It'd be the most interesting thing now. Like in the beginning, they never wanted to uh, you know, win too many matches or win all the titles because they didn't want to seem like they were, you know, we're the EVPs. Of course we win and everything. You could say that uh, backfired. Yeah, you could say a dark cloud, you know, came over them and ruined them and turned the elite darker than they ever were. (laughs) CM Punk, (laughs) you just don't say that on live TV, but you say there was this cloud that changed the elite for the worse. So now we're making all elite wrestling our bitch, something like that, like an NWO, modern NWO. Give me that. Give it. Yeah. Yeah, although now I gotta run this clip by uh, Grapple Sauce Legal to make sure the CM Punk mention won't get us sued. Oh no, I said it'd be at the end of the show. It's ruined. Oh no, the, the our legal department says it's okay. Okay. 
Back yeah. to reality. Back to Jungle Boy. Back to the kingdom. Which, by the Come way, back. it's actually Mark Sterling. Ooh. Uh, Tony Neves. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll find out eventually. After that, we get a really good Mox promo. He says, I'm humble before God and my mother. But look, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I'm capable of. I'm 3-0. and I expected to be 3-0. and I expect to be 5-0. and I expect to win the Continental Classic, bitch, because I'm the ace of the world. Uh, then walks up, Swerve Strickland, baby, and Nana. Uh, he says, 9 and 0. 9 and 0. Uh, says he's willing to do whatever it takes. Mock says, Me too. Swerve says, See you in Texas, Playboy. Woo, holy shit. Give it to me. Yes, please. Uh, I don't remember them ever facing each other. Yeah, no, I think this will be a first. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm very, very uh, intrigued. I'm sure I'm gonna be very satisfied after the match is over. What do you think, gentlemen? Oh, I'm gonna be incredibly satisfied with Moxby Swerve. I mean, come on. Let's be a little real here. This is what the uh, Gold League, I keep on getting them mixed up, but the Gold League, this is what it's all about, was Swerve and Mox. It feels like it's especially like the way it's going is there's two top dogs, and it's not that like Jay and Rouge can't come back, but it's really two top contenders in this and then everyone else. So now we get to see the two top guys in this. It's kind of like last week where we had uh, Brian or... Danielson and um, Kingston. Like, you could kind of argue that was the most important match of the Blue League, and it felt like it. Because I would say that's the that's probably the best match we've had of this classic so far. My yeah. opinion. Yeah, so I know. Th- and, and there's a good chance we'll get both of those matches twice, because then the, the two points leaders have to fight each other to go to the finals. So there's always that. It's going to be one rematch. So uh, yeah, I think I think Mox and Swerve you'll probably see 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 uh, again in the semis, and probably I'm thinking there's hopefully there's still a path for Eddie to make it, and get, maybe get to see Eddie Bryan again too. We'll see what happens. We'll see if he can beat Claudio. Uh, I hope so. He's done it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, everyone out there, if you like our podcast, like what you're hearing, um, yeah, give us a like, uh, subscribe, catch our uh, Dynamite review, our Collision reviews, predictions. We uh, we like to re- redeem these nuts and eat spicy, spicy food, uh, Death Nut Challenge, uh we might try the uh, sour one-up challenge here soon, possibly. We're batting that around. Uh, but yeah, uh, hit that notification bell. It'll tell you when we're uh, 
posting new content. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Ooh, I do have um, another possible. Uh, we talked about it off camera, but another possible punishment in the future for uh, predictions. Uh, I have a friend who's yeah. in, uh, who's got an inline into some local wrestling promotion, so maybe we could take some chops as a as a punishment in an actual ring. I think that'd be dope. I'd take those bare chested man. I I could do it. I'll take them. I'll take them. I'll I'll pick all the worst ones on purpose because I want that one. <laughs> Don't you want to see me cry? Like and subscribe for that. Yes. Leave a note in the comment if you want to see that dude get chopped. I'll do it if okay, okay, okay. How about this? If this video can get 50 likes, no matter who wins or loses, if we get if we get this working, I'll take a chop. So if I lose, that's two. But if I win, I get one. If we can make it work. If we 50 likes on the video, get it going. All right. It's out there on the internet. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, all right, back to Dynamite. We've got the host of uh, Turner Classic Movies, Brian Mankiewicz. Uh, don't really know who he is. <laughs> cool, cool. Don't really uh, know who he is, but yeah, host of uh, Turner Classic Movies. Uh, he says... <laughs> Every now and again, every now and then, a performer comes along that redefines what it means to be human. <laughs> uh, every slam brings a smile. Every pile driver paints a picture. Uh, playing the part of AEW Women's Champ, Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, then we get Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Uh, <laughs> Tony Storm gets in the ring, and did you guys catch it? She said, I'm ready to grapple. She watches uh, the show. She watches I the popped. cast. Yeah, I popped. Shout out. I, was like, I was like, I hope Chad Chandler heard that. <laughs> uh, we get a uh, pretty mean headlock to Sky Blue from Tony Storm. She has it on there. For a little while, a little later, Sky Blue went to dive on Tony Storm on the outside, but Tony Storm punches her right in the face. Uh, later on, Tony Storm gets on Luther's shoulders and throws Sky Blue off the apron. Uh, pretty cool spot. I can't believe Luther didn't get ejected, but. Uh, Okay. I mean, we we've got to we got to think like in a battle royal or whatever, they never eject like people who help, right? That's kind of a trope. No, that's you know been a mean? thing in WWE for a while. Like if there's a big tall bodyguard standing outside and the little heel gets thrown out, oh, they'll get caught, go around the ring, put him back on, and then it's like we'll do that two times and then the third time they'll throw a big guy over and wow, and then the heel will go out and i mean there's a reason they do that every royal rumble because every royal rumble people eat that shit up i eat that shit up it's always entertaining so why it's like to go a little off topic in the first match they were talking about uh leniency of the ref because they were outside for so long and i think x caliber was like 
what? And hit him with a foreign object. Yeah. And they were like, well, wow, this referee's being really lenient. And I think Taz and Tony Schiavone were like, well, I think it's better for the audience if they're a little bit more lenient because I think these people just want to watch the match. And Excalibur was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think this is just one of those things where, like, nah, I could disqualify them, but I think people want to be here for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool with uh, Luther. Uh, we get a hip attack to Sky Blue on the outside against the barricade. Uh, big diving crossbody to Tony Storm for a two count. Um, Sky Blue hits a hip attack, Tony Storm's move. Um, then a running boot slide in the corner. Then a code blue for a two count. Uh, we get Tony Storm superplexing Sky Blue, uh, then the hip attack. Um, oh, my turn. Sky Blue, uh, Sky, <laughs> uh, Sky Blue counters uh, the Storm Zero into a pin, only to get rolled up by Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Storm wins, uh, and Luther was so proud. <laughs> uh yeah not a great match but an okay match uh nothing really like got me like the code blue was mediocre um everything looked uh you know so so oh, you're gonna hate me this was my match of the night oh this was my favorite match. I, I thought the code blue looked pretty dang good, I'll admit. Um, and I was just I, I I guess I get worked by Tony Storm. I find her entertaining and because I got oh, the picture. Her facial expressions at the end had me cracking up. She like she the just the way because the that lipstick she has on and the shapes her mouth turns into. I was like, oh, she is like a freaking cartoon character. I love her. Well, Sky Blue would like kick out or something, and she would just go, How? she as loud as she could and she was like yelling at sky blue the whole time and do you see the first big wind up punch and she held it for like 30 seconds and the crowd kept going and going and going and going and she hit it and then sky blue countered it like it's little thing it's the little things but yeah I, the, the the physical violence and the aggression i thought were ratched up pretty good like yeah it was a very i thought a very good match for me i hate it like for someone who hasn't seen Sky Blue that much, it felt like Sky Blue was on the level of Tony Storm, which I would say Tony Storm right now is one of your top three women in AEW. And this puts Sky Blue like up in that like top 10 women in AEW. Yeah, I think her and Julia Hart both have a case to be made for most approved of 2023 from where they both were uh, last January to where they are now. Excellent. Uh, this could have easily been evented, I thought. I think just the pure star power of the main event. No, like that's always good. That's a that is a uh, on a different show match. though. Yeah. If they didn't have that in the chamber, this could have been a main event for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, different opinions. Yeah. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I I didn't love it. I I love the character. 
I love what Tony Storm is doing, but the match itself really didn't hit for me. I can see that. Everything I... she's doing, all the all the cool facial expressions and the wind-up punch and the Luther stuff, love it. Every every yeah. bit of it. I love how whenever uh, Tony uh, would hit a big move and then the camera would cut, it would always cut to the black and white camera for the Tony's big move and then cut back to color. I was like, oh, that's kind of genius. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I love all the, all the uh, the shtick. Um, well, maybe yeah, you didn't she... like. I was gonna say maybe you didn't like the match, but did you like what happened afterwards? You might know him a little more than me. Yeah, uh, we got a uh, Riho coming out, big return. Uh, she's uh, the first AEW Women's Champion. Uh, she confronts Tony Storm. Uh, tries to kick the shit out of her and luther saves tony storm uh she wants the belt back uh yeah the crowd was super into it too they popped pretty hard for her return yeah she's cool i like her like kind of new look and uh yeah looks like she evolved a little bit yeah that was exciting uh it's funny the uh Beginning of her music has that kind of like fast techno beat, and for a minute I thought it was going to be Jamie Hader. I was like, "Oh, well, that's still pretty cool," but I wanted Jamie Hader. Yeah, that's me Wembley. Too. Gosh, yeah, true. That's that. all in. They're they're. She'll be. She'll, she'll be, be back before then to be in a match at Wembley. Yeah. I uh this was the I feel like I've Riho's one of the people like I've heard of I know the name but seeing her come out like it didn't mean anything to me but it is always like well I hope the match is good so oh yeah she could definitely put on some good matches like she she put on a believable match against Nyla Rose which was something to see cuz Nyla Rose is a like Nia Jax size like beast ooh and Riho's tiny and it was a believable good match. I was like, oh, she's got something. She's really good. Does Riho like, kind of have like a wacky gimmick or is she like more normal? Like, is she gonna bounce off well with Tony Storm's gimmick, you think? Or oh yeah, this... yeah. She uh she's versatile. Like she's like basically uh Ke- Kenny Omega's choice. Like she he, he was did he train her or train with her, I think, but Back in Japan, yeah. like they, uh, uh, yeah, she, I, I think they would complement each other well. Yeah, she can go. Um, trying to think, there haven't been any like super memorable moments with Riho that really pop in my head, but yeah, she like when AEW started, she was one of the one of the key players in the women's division clearly because she was the first champion but uh yeah then she just like disappeared for like two years so um yeah good to have her back should be a fun little feud and uh yeah did mariah may set that up <laughs> who knows i i didn't i had that one pointed out to me so i'm just kind of bringing it up like uh hey maybe yeah, so, I like it. Yeah. 
Right after that, we get Jay Lethal versus Jay White, uh, Continental Classic Gold League match. Uh, Jay Lethal going in with zero points, and Jay White going in with three. Um, Jay Lethal can't afford to lose. Um, we got some uh, Let's Go Jay chants. Uh, got a kick out of that. Um, I really like Jay Lethal. Yep, we got some Jay Forever. Um, I like Jay Lethal's like cartwheel evade maneuvers. Those are really, really smooth and nice. Um, We got the Let's Go Jay. Jay sucks. (laughs) Uh, Chance. Again, really hot crowd. Really loved the energy uh, they had for Dynamite. Uh, Jay White focuses on Jay Lethal's knee throughout the match. Lethal does uh, a cool like torture rack into a Death Valley driver, then a big elbow drop for a two count. And dude, Rick Knox slow counted that count. He moseyed on over, took his time. Like that was, he clearly messed that up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then we get a sheer drop brain buster to Jay Lethal for a two count. Uh, then we get a big chop exchange and a double eye gouge. Uh, Jay White countered the lethal injection. Uh, Jay Lethal countered the Blade Runner, goes for the lethal injection again, but. Jay White takes out Jay Lethal's knee. Uh, Jay White rolls up Jay Lethal for the win. Um, You guys ever notice that after every Jay White match, he looks like he has rabies? He's foaming at the mouth. What is up with that? (laughs) He's unhinged. He needs to win It's starting to get to me. And clearly, he's conscious of it now. Like He's like... Oh God, Tony told me to wipe my mouth. You know, he's like fucking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys ever notice that he's just foaming at the mouth after every single match? No, I would guess he's doing that on purpose, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so ravenous. I have to win this much. Oh, yes, sure, I do. Yes, sure." Um, which I'm fine with because again, I'm a Jay White apologist. I'm coming around to him. I'm starting to like him. And this match didn't click with me, but it's also like, well, that's kind of every Jay Lethal match is he's going to lose in this like Continental Classic. And I kind of wish like it was someone else who, you know, even if they were just going to lose, you might be like, oh, maybe not. But. It's funny that you mentioned being an apologist because I totally get that. Uh, back in the day, I was totally a Baron Corbin apologist. Loved that guy, and I don't know why. <laughs> Which, happy happy Corbin. Was, yeah. Oh, before that, like Happy Corbin was great. Fresh out of <laughs> NXT. Like and then bum. I didn't. So that was always kind of boring for me. Cause like that's when I was watching, and then he went bald, and he retired Kurt Angle, and that was just bad, bad times. Um, 
And then he became a bum. He lost all his money and he was funny again. And then he was happy and he told awful jokes and I liked it. Dog food incident. That was in 2019. That was pre-pandemic. He became a bum post-pandemic. But he is in NXT these days and a lot of people say he's killing it down there. So He just won his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament too. Oh, I didn't even know that. But, I mean, one can almost say he's single-handedly responsible for uh, the tribal chief. Because the feud was so bad that he had to go well, out. The, the dog food thing. He poured dog food over him, and Roman was like, nope, I've had it. Um, F this. I got to make a change. Well, that was like Randy Orton with his Bray Wyatt feud, or the Fiend feud, because this was WrestleMania 37, so not that long ago. And they just had a dog match at mania and it went five minutes and it had a bad ending and blah 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 and orton was like i'm gonna tag team with riddle and they he didn't really budge on that he's like that's just what i'm gonna do like i'm tired of all this crap you're giving me vince i'm gonna do something fun and that's what they did and that's why orton's so beloved now is because he got to be a big baby face and now he's a big baby face hey he was supposed to be the baby face and the, the the fiend thing too he burnt a dude's house down and he got cheered for it. Swerve invaded a man's home. We don't care. We cheer him. I don't care. He's getting cheered left and right. Yeah. We're bad people. He he cut a promo on a baby. Hangman stapled a a man's hangman stapled a man's chest while he had his hands cuffed. We still cheer him because he deserved it. Like that's just wrestling. It's crazy sometimes. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like that continental <laughs> classic. It's too hard. Why are the points all different? Why uh, you heard about all that complaining where it's like he has yeah. nine points. Why isn't he at the top of the leaderboard? And it's like it doesn't change. It doesn't oh. move. People are that saying that. Weird. Yeah. There's like I didn't know how dumb the discourse was around this. Like I didn't think it was that complicated. And they would say things like, oh, they're eliminated. And then they're like, so they don't wrestle. And it's like, no, 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 no. They're eliminated from winning. And it's like, you have your playoff games for football. This is basically the same thing. They're just not drawing a big 12 v 12 or whatever all the teams are. They're not drawing a big bracket. This is America. We don't do math. I know. I don't do math, and I get it. Okay, move on. Move on. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. We get our main event of the night: TNT Championship match: Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. Um. I've wrote down here. It can't have a wonky end because the MJF match had a wonky end. Um. Cool. So what were your ups and downs for the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about those matches for next week's Dynamite and all that. Yeah. Any new rumors? Uh, but yeah, seriously. Uh, Copeland slams Christian's head into the commentary desk over and over and over. Um, they slap and choke each other right off the bat. Um, 
Christian begs for mercy, goes for a low blow, but Copeland stomps his hand instead. Copeland slams Christian into the barricades over and over. Christian gets the upper hand through the commercial break. Then when we come back, Adam Copeland hit a, this is really cool. He hit a Russian leg sweep off the second rope to Christian. Um, uh, Matt, uh, to clothesline Christian. Matt, yep, Matt Manning's favorite move. Um, and let's see. Christian clotheslined uh, Adam Copeland off the top turnbuckle onto the apron on the outside. Uh, we got a really cool frog splash to Adam Copeland from Christian for a two count. Adam Copeland countered a spear from Christian Cage with an impaler. We get a nice-looking Liger bomb to Christian Cage from Adam Copeland. Got a two count from that. After that, Christian Cage goes for a kill switch. Then Adam Copeland countered. Then Adam Copeland gets Christian Cage in a crossface. Christian Cage gets out, uh, dodges a spear from Adam Copeland with a leapfrog right into a kill switch for a two count. Uh, Christian Cage low blows the ref, grabs the TNT title, and tries to hit Adam Copeland. Uh, both men go for a skier, uh, spear. Uh, both men's shoulders collide, and both men go down. Uh, Nick Wayne's mom gets in the ring, grabs the TNT title, and hits Adam Copeland with it. Christian Cage looks shocked. The ref starts to wake up. Christian hits the kill switch on Adam Copeland, then rolls up Adam Copeland on or rolls him onto the TNT title and stomps his neck. The ref wakes up. Christian Cage covers him uh, for the win. We got Doc Samson in the ring to check on Adam Copeland, and they clearly didn't get the okay from Warner Discovery for the overrun tonight because they ended that show right on the dot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was uh, a very sports entertainer match, right? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, I still enjoyed it and had a good time. I know you were a bit more negative on it, Dave, but I... I didn't love it. I didn't think it was a five-star classic. I thought it was fun. I think Christian and Adam Copeland are very entertaining to watch. I'm glad we finally got this singles match in Canada and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then the, the like, I don't have much to say about the match because like all the cool spots I have, you already said, like the leapfrog to the kill switch was pretty tasty. Um the double spear was funny. People were saying that for years when it was always Roman Reigns versus Edge and Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. So it's finally nice to see a goddamn double spear. Uh, and then I loved how Adam Copeland was supposed to knock the ref down and he just messed up or biffed it or kind of just like whiffed him. So Christian was like, whatever. And I'll just low blow him. Like that was just awesome or funny because it's just Christian being Christian. Uh, and then when it actually came to the double turn, 
you can tell Shayna Wayne is the best actress and that's fine. But she kind of like telegraphed it that she was going to hit Adam Cole in a lot. And the best times, like take Nick Wayne when he turned on Darby. Uh, he just went like, oh, I'm going to hit him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he went boom, like immediate. And it was so quick. And I mean, we were there, but still, I'm sure in the broadcast, you didn't expect it. And it was a cool moment and blah, blah, blah. And this was like, uh, it was like, well, you're going to do it. Uh, uh, uh. So. Yeah, you could tell uh, Christian was telling her, look at me, look at me, look at me. Because, yeah, she, I, yeah, she obviously, you know, not the, not a ton of experience doing that sort of stuff, especially oh, on yeah. live TV. And uh, I think Adam Copeland maybe sh- ahead of time should have just been like, don't worry about me. I've taken unprotected headshots. Lay me the fuck out. Cause it looked like she was trying to protect him. And I think only really like only a trained wrestler has that uncanny ability to, uh, protect someone and make it look like it sucks to take. So uh, I think he probably should have maybe taken one for the team a little and was like, just lay into me. It probably would have looked a little better. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think about the kill switch? For me, it is such a funny move. Sometimes it just looks all awkward, like hooking him. But sometimes like when he reversed that spear into the kill switch, it's just so smooth and like out of nowhere. But sometimes it just looks like kind of awkward and clunky. I don't know. It's for me, it's a weird move. Like so, half the time I love it and half the time I'm like, meh. It's probably the wrestlers taking it mostly because I'm sure Adam Copeland has taken hundreds of kill switches. because I'm sure they trained on each other when they were young. So I'm sure he's like, oh, this is what I got to do. And he's, and of course, he's his real life best friend. I think he's going to want to make him look as good as possible. So I think it's both like he wants to take it well and he can take it well because he's uh, taken it 500 times. Yeah. Maybe like the, the kind of like the styles clash. You know, sometimes it looks great. Sometimes, meh. That's always an interesting. I love AJ Styles. He's one of my favorites. It's an interesting move for people to take. Yeah, like James Ellsworth. It's ineffective. He's got no chin. True. So I I heard this interesting theory, and I wanted to bring it up here about this match and this feud and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Is Adam Copeland the heel? And is Christian the face? Because he's not... Nothing really, like, that bad here. So we got, you know... Darby Allen brings Nick Wayne into AEW, right? Correct me if I get something wrong, but I heard this from someone else, and like I might not get all the details right. And then Swerve and AR Fox, who was Darby's friend, you know, brutalized Nick Wayne all across their family trading place, tore up pictures of like Nick Wayne and all that. And then Darby just kind of went, Oh, it's fine. Like, we're good. And Nick Wayne turned on Darby, not so because of that, but we're all gonna we're all just gonna retcon it and say he turned on him because of that. And he goes to Christian. And you know, Christian, he's not wrong about Edge was pushed over him and uh, Edge was always chosen over him. Edge won the first King of the Ring before Christian won anything. Edge won the Intercontinental title before Christian won anything. And so you could see that little bit of resentment, and all Christian's trying to do is give Nick Wayne a good path that Darby Allen clearly didn't because Darby Allen's friend turned on him and didn't back him up. So Christian's is looking out for Nick Wayne. And then 
You got Shayna Wayne, who Adam Copeland just gave Nick Wayne a concerto just kind of cuz in front of his mother. Like he could have just walked away, but he's put the point in. The one hole in this is you got to like pretend Luchasaurus isn't in the feud because that kind of like crumbles it. But I, I like that's just kind of fun to think about. Like, oh, in a way, Christian's kind of right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Copeland was kind of brutal the way he uh, got his revenge on everyone. Now that you really think about it. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Good point. Not my theory. I'm not taking credit for that. I'll take a credit for right. all Healy wrestling. I'm not taking credit okay. for that. Well, now, now I got to think about that a little before I respond to it. But I, I, I usually, uh, I usually support the baddies, anyways. And now, now you kind of got me leaning Christian side. But if I'm really leaning towards Christian, does that really make? It, make, it makes your brain hurt, right? A little bit. Yeah. Do I have daddy and... issues? No. <laughs> um. Yeah, this match wasn't, uh, you know, what I really expected. Again, I, I wrote down, like, there can't possibly be a wonky finish <laughs> twice in a night. But, uh, yeah, that you know what? It was very WCW, I feel, the, the whole way MJF and Samoa Joe ended up and the main event, which I will now rationalize in my brain that that's a good thing. <laughs> Let it play. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The so, Chandler's, yeah favorite, uh, Chandler's favorite term. Oh, I, that, let it play out has a very, very strict deadline for me. And if what I want doesn't happen by that deadline, it is over. I'm not, I, there's no more letting it play out. We have until WrestleMania 40 to night two to go off air for Cody to win the title off of Roman Reigns. And if that specifically doesn't happen, it's over. We are so over. Really? 42? <laughs> No, 40. Oh, 40, night two. Oh, that's... I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting till 41. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This has to be wrapped up by WrestleMania 40, night two, for me to be fine. But if he does have it, will you have quite a bit of adrenaline in your soul? Oh, something, something, Cody Rhodes. I'll be feeling it that night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get the good christian adam copeland match probably at world's end oh yeah we gotta pay for uh, that shit mm -hmm. yeah that'll be a absolute banger I, i'm actually looking really forward to this pay-per-view even though we only have samoa joe versus mjf are we announced. gonna get any stipulations for uh christian cage Maybe a Christian Cage match. Oh, yeah. freaking took that right out of my mouth. If they were, uh, if they yep. weren't, yeah, if they weren't getting up there in years, I would love to see a TLC, but I don't think those guys could do that match justice anymore. No offense to them, but they just, they're both in their 50s. Yeah. I mean, that two out of three falls match was pretty crazy, but that was more so because of what Christian did to Darby, not the other way around, but hey, you never know. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like I said, I wish wish he could uh, turn back the clock. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to team up and try to go after the Hardy Boys, but I think that's just no. going to be painful to watch. No. Especially no. after Jeff's last little t- uh, podcast tirade. Oof, bad look. Oh, what was it? Oh, he was just complaining about his booking, and you think that we'd be in something cooler, yada, yada, oh, yada. I thought that was he Matt feels like a ghost. It was Matt Hardy's oh. podcast, but uh, Jeff Hardy was the one that said it. I don't know. I got, I got something real harsh to say about that, but like... Ooh, spill the tea. Uh, it's just wow, like... Did I just say that? Am I a teenage girl? Yes, I will spill the tea, sis. It's kind of just like, I don't know, look at the people getting pushed. And look at why you're not. Can you not see a, a common correlation between those? Like, take uh, take anyone in the Continental Classic, anyone at all. Take Jay Lethal. He can wrestle a match. His match was weren't bad. They were good. They were fine. They he were. He can still do a flip. Yeah. Can the Hardys? Do do I? It... Matt can't even walk normal without looking painful. No, like whenever I watch them, it's like they're like wrestling like this. Like they're at like a 45 degree angle with their back and they're trying to compensate for it that they're not. Like I, I don't have any time. I think, you know, I take Jericho for granted when I start looking at the Hardys and I'm like, oh, it can always be worse. I'd rather see Paul White actually wrestle a full match. I would not. Wow. <laughs> that is tough. Okay, okay, here we go. Here's the here's the new rule. You have to watch one title match. MJF versus Paul White or Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus the Hardys. Who's up? MJF, he would Hardys. make that shit interesting. I think you're right. I think the MJF Paul White thing could work cuz like MJF would just make it funny. But like Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I don't want to see Ricky Starks get worked over by Matt or Jeff Hardy. But t- remember, they stomped and squashed FTR. Are they going to have a competitive match with the Hardys now? <laughs> no. I mean, before Jeff Hardy got that DUI, they were going to be putting the tag belts on them. That was the plan. You're kidding. Glad we, I'll never say someone, I'm glad someone got a DUI. All I'm saying is glad that that plan didn't happen. I'll say it. I'll be the heel. I'm glad he got a DUI. I wouldn't have been that good So did we just get canceled? No, no. (laughs) Should I edit that out? We hope he get probably. (laughs) We hope he gets help. We hope he has been helped. We hope he's healthy. But I don't really want to see him wrestle anymore. Like Goldberg. I don't really want to see him wrestle anymore. I want to see him one match in AEW. I'll give you that. I want one against Paul White. Yes. <laughs> Double retirement. No. Double retirement. <laughs> no. Okay. Don't you want to see Goldberg spear him in half? Cause he can do it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I last... want to see the jackhammer again. Last time I went to raw, when it was in Portland, uh, they went off the air, and then uh, Paul White's music hits for the the dark match, and it's like, oh, 
And then who's he gonna wrestle? Who's he gonna wrestle? Then all of a sudden, Brock fucking Lesnar's music hit. I was like, huh. I didn't even know he was in town. He just walked out, F5, big show, turned around and walked back out. I was like, that was worth it. Dude, that I, had worth that, it. I had that with, but with Rusev, because it was an entire episode of Raw, and it was a bad episode of Raw, because this was like 2019, Dean Ambrose, right before he managed to get fired, but he was like, everyone knew, like WWE announced he wasn't resigning, so he was just terrible. EC3 started, and he was terrible. Nia Jax was in like the men's division. Like it was just a bad time for Raw. And then it comes out and Rusev just comes out and he's like, oh, I didn't have a match. I wasn't on the card, blah, blah, blah. And then Lesnar's music hits and he comes out and he F5s him and he walks away. So it's like, you had Lesnar backstage. He was here? (laughs) Why didn't he wrestle? Why wasn't he? Why wasn't Paul Heyman in a promo? Yeah, I want to say that one was at. There was a couple of them pretty uh, in quick succession, but I think it was the one when uh, Goldberg came out too. He to uh, he cut a promo on Kevin Owens, and it was like, "You had both these guys here." (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you use these guys? You have them just sitting around in the back. Uh, Poor Dave. He's like, "What is going on right now?" That's funny. It's funny, yeah. I'm not uh everyone out there, I'm not the uh WWE fan of the group. Um <laughs> CM Punk is gonna come out for a dark match at Dynamite, just one, like and it's gonna be fucking crazy. <laughs> and they're never gonna talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody put your phones around, there could be no evidence of this happening, and it has to only be hearsay. It's like when yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Uh, did you guys hear about Brian Danielson being on the disciplinary committee who uh, voted to get rid of Punk? Seems like he's just oh. a disciplinary member going forward, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently he's Not ha- only helped issue some fines to some naughty Twitter users, too. Yeah. They got to rein that stuff in. It does uh, look bad. Not a good look. The- yeah. Well, did you see, uh, I mean, there's some stuff where it is kind of like, ooh, interesting, like Santana. Apparently, it's been six weeks since their big Santana-Ortiz blowout street fight, and Santana hasn't been on TV since, so. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Just just a fact. And and uh, uh, Santana tweeted, like, six weeks. I don't think he said anything else. I think he just said it's been six weeks, and I think he got a fine for that. I did not know that. Huh. I believe Britt Baker got one too. <laughs> For that same thing where MJF promo time, Christian promo time, Britt Baker 2022. It's like nothing. Yeah. Um, we want to get what into, it is. We want to get into highs and lows for the night. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, let's see. My high of the night, my high point was uh, Swerve and Mark Briscoe. Uh, that was my match of the night. High point. Uh, I'm on the Swerve train right now, like 110%. Give, give it to me. Like, I have to see that shiny belt 
twinkling around his waist by March 2024. Like, gotta happen. I'll give him so, a little bit more time, but I do agree with you. I need to see it in 2024. You don't think it'll be that quick? No. Quick Samoa, I, quick that's, Samoa Joe, right? That's, that's my creative pitch because I don't know how injured MJF is. They might just do what they did with Jay White, but for real. And that kind of grosses me out, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, what's March 22? That'd be what? Revolution? Uh, I think they're going to give that spotlight to Sting and maybe Fallout or Wembley. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm all 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 about Swerve right now. And I, I do like that, uh, you know, uh, Hangman said, you know, this isn't over. So we're going to get more of that at some point. Yeah, not my favorite episode. Uh, again, the Continental Classic is my most entertaining part. Um, oh yeah, and then my low point uh, was not getting a MJF Samoa Joe tag match. That was a pretty kick, big kick in the gut for me, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. Uh, how about you, Chandler? Uh, for me, my favorite thing on the show was the Tony Storm Sky Blue match. I was thoroughly sports entertained, and I also thought it was a pretty good match. Um, and even at a surface level, the idea of the first AEW Women's Champ coming out to challenge Tony Storm at the end, that's a good idea. That's smart. So that's probably my favorite thing. And not to just copy you, but I really don't have anything else that was a pure negative. I I'm kind of getting tired of the devil story just a little bit. I'm almost out of it. And I like throwing Hangman into it, even if it's just a red herring. But it's also like, well, we didn't get a match. We didn't get any identities revealed. We didn't see anything. So the story hasn't gone anywhere from today. So I, I would probably just give that entire segment, match, whatever you want to call it, and you know, Chad might remember this, but there was a faction in WWE right in 2020 called Retribution. Yeah, T-Bar. That's a loaded. I know about Retribution. That's a loaded word in in the wrestling community, and I'm not saying that they're Retribution. I'm not saying that, but they're not far. They're not. They're like starting to grab it. So if they don't unmask members or maybe get a little bit more serious or something like that, I think it'll lose me at a much quicker rate. Oh, yeah. I need progression. Honestly, I just need that whole thing to end. Let's reach our conclusion and move on. You think it should be like 12, 15 people, too? Well, yeah, because you're going to have... Dark Order Creepers. Well, I was going to say... if more fuel to the fire for it being the elite, you know, that's where they got all the people messing with the production, which that would kind of make sense is it's like, yeah, we own them. We own these guys. We'll do whatever we want. So. Yeah. Joe, the uh, again, I want. Yeah. Yeah. I want that now the elite to be, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, Chandler Devil yet again. The, the, he's my Booker of the Year now. I hope I didn't get your hopes up. I don't, it, it if it is, if it's if it's if it's not the elite or Dalton Castle, I'm out. The devil's gonna come out and hit a one wicked angel on MJF, and we're all just gonna be like, "I knew it." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and if it isn't them, we still get to find out about this uh, killing the business or wrestling or whatever. They're yeah, KTB killing yeah. the business. It's one of their sayings. Yeah. In fact, I think that was uh, the name of their book. I just read that not too long ago, too. Which, if you yeah. haven't, the Young Bucks uh, little biography is quite good. I know they have that. Also, audiobook is very good, too. What about you, Chad? What were your highs and lows for the evening? Uh, my high was actually the crowd. It was fun to see them in front of a hot crowd. Uh, yeah, Montreal. Um, I'm Canadian, so naturally I like hockey. Uh, the Habs, that's their hockey team in Montreal, is uh, that's always been known, almost like Seattle. Like, just it's always a good time. They're always loud. They're always uh, get into the show. So, yeah, it was fun to see that as a wrestling crowd. Uh, my low uh, devil stuff. I'm kind of over it at this point. It's like become a meme to me now. Where the, the more ridiculous the theory is, the more I want it to happen, other than your elite revelation, which I can't believe I haven't thought of. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, like, I, I, my, the best ones I have now are like weird things like Dalton Castle. Like, I just wanted to pull the mask off and just be like, what? Hornswoggle? It's a boy. It's <laughs> another boy. How many boys are underneath this? <laughs> And then they're like, oh, it's Wardlow. He's like, nah, I'm War Boy. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to see Wardlow with a peacock mask on now. Oh, now I want that. I don't want the elite as the devils. I want. Oh, have you guys Castle. been wa- ever watched uh, be- Being the Elite? Oh, because oh, yeah. they stopped doing that, but now the Dark Order have taken over as Being the Dark Order. And they've only I've only seen two episodes. I think they only have two now. And both of them featured Dalton Castle and the boys quite heavily. It's fucking gold. Let's check it out, Taylor. Not a bad thing. Gold. Yeah. We're this late. We're this late. I think it's fine. Yeah, but you do have to sit through some pretty weird um uh Iron Savages stuff. Anything for the boys. You're eating ass. Except for watching oh, yeah. Ring of Honor. I will not watch Ring of Honor for the boys, but I'll do <laughs> anything for those boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, their their segments uh, on the show is worth it. Uh oh, I wrote down the Continental Classic matches that are coming up. You want me to say them? Do it. So we got the Rampage one, obviously Danielson versus Garcia. Uh I think that I mean Garcia's won before, but I think this will just be a win for Danielson because it's on Rampage. Um then you got Collision. We already talked about it. It's only Andrade and Danielson versus Claudio and Kingston. So two big rematches, as they were calling it last week, but still exciting. And then Dynamite for Winter is coming. They've announced all of them. So it's the Swerve and Mox, which is very exciting. Uh, Jay White versus Briscoe, which is a rematch of the main event we saw in Portland. So that's exciting. That was a pretty cracking match. Uh, and then Roosh and Lethal. So... I think one really, really interesting. Uh, I think both collision matches are really interesting. And then one of the dynamite matches are really interesting. 
Yeah. Now they taped Collision already, correct? Did you guys? Yeah, they taped it on Tuesday. Yeah, Danielson uh, got his eye busted open, from what I hear. Active, yeah, and and I, and I hear before that happened, he was selling eye because that's what he does. When he came back from concussion, he was selling bad head stuff. It's like, oof. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any uh, any other rumors, news, anything that we uh caught our interest over the uh, past couple days. I can't think of anything else, really. CM Punk will be on SmackDown tomorrow. And I think he'll be on Raw on Monday. So we might actually hear something of substance from him now. Um, Ken Shamrock is coming back to the WWE reportedly. He's looking jacked. I think I'll make a little video on that. Just kind of talking about it, what he might do, where he's been. Because it's been a while. I want to say 99 is been a while. Sorry, I apologize. I will never sing again. No, you're going to have to start singing our intros. Yeah. Uh, Only if I can cut it as a new metal intro. Ooh. Other than that, I'm not too sure. It's been a somewhat quiet week. Yeah. Yeah, traditionally a quiet time of year in wrestling. For sure. All right. Well, I think that might about do it for the show. Uh, (laughs) Make sure, again, like, subscribe, comment, share, uh, ring that bell. We can really uh, use your support. We uh, really appreciate it. We're uh, having a blast doing this. Um, yeah, check out our uh, some of our other videos we've made. I got a pretty neat one up about five reasons why AEW is the spiritual successor to WCW. Um, but yeah, I think that's about all we have. Um, yeah. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chandler, for joining. And for everyone hosting. out there. Yeah, everyone out yeah. there. A couple extra uh, co-hosts this episode, too. The doggos yeah. have been popping in and out. Oh, yeah. I think that'll uh, get the clicks. <laughs> cool. All right, everyone out there. Thank you for... Yeah. Yeah. I get that referenced. <laughs> Uh, cool thank you all out there for joining and uh, check us out next time have a good one peace bye bye